1: We're going to review the first test at Australia versus India. That's if India allows this review. This is Clicking Balls. Welcome to episode three. Doing uh, something a little bit different this episode is we're going to talk exclusively about cricket, um, which is great because, uh, to be honest, when we started this, we had, uh, on the first episode, cricket was half the cricket was half the um, uh, rundown for the first episode, and uh, then the unfortunate events with uh, Phil Hughes transpired, so we didn't feel like talking about cricket anymore.
2: Yeah, it wasn't really... A lot you can tell jokes about cricket in that circumstance, yeah. so...
1: And also, because it's our first one, we don't want to be seen to be... Um, <laughs> be a cunt. <laughs> you know, trying to get any traction off the back of that, but... Yeah, um, exactly. Look, the, the way it's been handled, though, something we can talk about. Um, it's... The, the only way they could do it was by delaying the first test, and they've done it. Um, they've gone to Adelaide with all the emotion. Um, oh, I think they did it well. Actually, everybody did it well.
2: Yeah, I think it was handled really well, and especially, I mean... First and foremost, has to be his family and then the players. And the thing is, I mean, they could put the test on, but would the players physically be able to get up for yeah, it? Yeah,
1: you saw how bad, you know, New Zealand and Pakistan, and they were uh, literally uh, on the other side of the world, yeah. and, and they weren't dealing with it because, you know, with the uh, players in the IPLs and all the other T20 leagues, it, it is a real big international cricket community now, and they all felt it. Um, so it was the right thing to do. And then they honoured him honoured feel uh, well on the day yeah. um, and in a way it's good that you know you you've you got to get on with it um, you, you can't stop forever.
2: Exactly and um, one thing that I did really like was at the Adelaide Oval test where instead of having a minute silence they did 63 seconds of applause. Yeah yeah. I think it's a better way to to pay tribute to someone than I mean it's already solemn and you've already been through the solemnness of a funeral and media and everything and it's got to be a point where you can celebrate the life that someone had and i think that's a really good way to do it
1: it's a positive way to do it at the start of the game you know um
2: and i mean if i ever did anything worthy of a minute of silence <laughs> i'd prefer a minute of a round of applause yeah
1: and i mean you know they did it at the soccer as well in the a league and that, no, that was, so the it was good um the only thing is i hope that they can now um move on from the grief stage um, yeah because we don't want to sit there and dwell on it now because you've got to move on otherwise it becomes a little bit of misery porn after that
2: yeah and I think it seems like moving forward you always want to like there's always a people that are going to pay tribute and give their respects I think that's really good but I think 63 the number should be the yeah, one we give respect that,
1: to that's the one that's going to stay yeah
2: yeah, yeah. because we've got the 37 and was he 408 And yeah
1: it was, it was like oh okay yeah this number is uh, two moved of the prime yeah. of the two <laughs> square root of of his total test innings I'm like yeah okay yeah. 63.
2: I mean, it's good that mathematicians can pay their respects as well. You've
1: got to get yeah, get in there somehow. Yeah. I,
2: I ain't the smartest bloke to be able to figure all that shit out. So I'll stick to 63 and celebrate that
1: number. The great thing about the game was, you know, the first day was all about, you know, um, honouring Phil Hughes. And every time they got to, you know, Clark got to 37, then he got to 60, or Warner got to 63 in the yeah. hundreds, and then they're, you know, going, and then... By day two and three, it was almost like that's still happening, but the cricket's on. The cricket was the focus for a change.
2: And what a game it was to put was, on. Yeah, it
1: was great, wasn't it?
2: Adelaide Oval just tends to put on those real ripper matches that come down to the to the last day. I remember when I actually lived in Adelaide. It was the test where might have been one of the Ashes tests. I can't remember, it but...
1: When um, England, I think, scored 500 and declared in the first innings.
2: Yeah, and, and we had to... I think it was on day four... We had to chase down their total, put up a total that they had to chase down, plus take 10 wickets to win
1: the match. Yeah, it had to score runs quickly. Yeah. And then we had basically um, 10 minutes and the last eight. Yeah. And yeah. Warney ripped it up. Warney killed it. I remember. As, as Warney does.
2: Yeah. Because coming to, I think it was lunch, they thought, oh, it's going to be a draw or yeah. not much chance. So they, they threw the gates open. Uh, threw the gates open. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in North Adelaide at that point. So me and a mate went down there, and that was brilliant. You had. And that's when they still had the old hill as well. And I can't remember if it was on a Thursday or Friday, Arvo. But as soon as the working day finished, yep. everyone got down there. And I've never seen that many people in business suits on the hill. Yeah, Got a great. beer in
1: hand. Nah, see, and Adelaide turned up, it didn't look like it was going to. You know, yeah. in, in the middle um, couple of days, looked like a bit of a railroad. You
2: yeah, know? and a bit of a rain delay as well, where you thought, yeah. oh, it might get in the way.
1: Pretty much lost day two. Yeah. Which, um, with the, the rain delay... Brought about some real interesting tactics because they had um, only a limited amount of overs to bat, and you thought, okay, do they declare and and throw the Indians in and get, you know, 15 or 20 minutes at them? But I reckon they looked at it as the whole test has X amount of overs. We're going to bat, either we bat with these overs now or in the second innings. It doesn't really matter. We may as well use them now so that. Um, India doesn't go in and claim the light yeah because yeah. Um, if you claim the light those overs are lost you yeah, never get them back yeah, so back I thought foot. I thought it was a great idea Even so we declared twice overnight rather than giving India the last 10-15 uh, minutes of the day to bat it was, it was a good call I reckon yeah in the end.
2: and I think that's sort of been one of the hallmarks of Clarke's captaincy is that he's going for the win it's very rarely that he will play a draw unless there's absolutely you know that's, that is the win
1: you say Ponting and war. the last two captains in front of him, same thing. It was just always yeah. going for the throat.
2: Yeah. You know, cost- I think Punter got a bit more conservative towards the end there. I think he sort of stepped away from the audacious captain he was when he was younger.
1: I think the team changed a bit too. Once you lost Warner McGrath, you, you can't go into the last day going, yeah, we'll take 10, don't worry about it. It's a bit, bit different there. But yeah, it was good to see that um, having the... The, the long view of the game and say, hey, yeah we, we need these runs. First innings, second innings, doesn't matter.
2: And just the timing of, of that style of test match where people are questioning the validity of a test match these days. And I've been one, you know, obviously growing up watching cricket that's different to sort of just getting into the game where I can see how it's hard to enjoy test match cricket yeah. if you didn't grow up watching it. Yeah. But I still love it. There's lots that are boring, but there's lots of one days that are boring too. yeah And I think the, the quality of a, a good test match... Uh, it's just as valid as the quality of a really good one-dayer. It's
1: hard to remember like a one-dayer from last season. Yeah, like, you go, oh yeah, I remember the last over. You know, and somebody, uh, you know, Faulkner scored all those runs. You go, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. But a Test match, you know, like, we're just talking about one that happened. Yeah, you know, five or six or seven years ago.
2: And I'm not sure if I got it right, but I thought I could remember the actual day that it happened on. Yeah, but...
1: yeah. Um, it's it's why a Test match cricket is always going to be there, especially for you know the, the big nations like Australia and India or Australia and. Uh, um, England and yeah. um, South Africa. And I uh, think
2: it will take a bit of the um, randomness and luck out of the game as you do with a, a 2020 where you get a couple of cheap wickets or a couple it. of mistakes, that's yeah. it. You're in trouble. Whereas a test match, of course, you've other variables that come into play such as weather and pitch conditions and ball conditions.
1: Well, like we just said in that one with um, England at Adelaide, Adelaide Oval, scored 500 odd and declared in the first innings and lost. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, on that, we've got a World Cup this year. Who, who would you... What would you rather? Australia went undefeated through the four tests against India or undefeated through the World Cup?
2: Uh, I'd prefer undefeated through the World Cup. However, if it was England, I'd prefer undefeated through <laughs> all the test matches.
1: See, it's weird because I was thinking about it. Like, I'd, I'd rather that we lost in the World Cup than we lost in the test matches. Yeah. Because like, the World Cup, you're losing it. Ah, oh, well, it comes around. Yeah. It's only once every four years, but um, a test series is ju- just seems so big, especially yeah. against you know, India.
2: And a World Cup where the majority of the world isn't competing in it, it's kind of It loses its.
1: <laughs> well, there's and half the teams there are sort of like yeah, yeah. Good on you guys. And Thanks for coming.
2: Some of those are the best games where you see Holland versus Ireland or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was the last one, wasn't it? the, the, the Canadian. I want to say his name was Davidson, but I can't remember. He scored a hundred oh, yeah. off like thirty or forty like balls all. or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to watch the minnows, you know, give their best, and and then every year one of them knocks off a test-playing nation. Yeah,
2: and I think. For some reason, cricket seems like something that South America would enjoy. You can play it on the beach.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't
2: really got across there.
1: Well, I mean, you'd think the West Indies would be your your avenue in. Yeah. Um, But at the same token, I mean, uh, soccer hasn't taken over the West Indies. They're very much um, uh, cricket and basketball, apparently, is big over there. Yeah. Yeah, you you reckon it might have been something here. Um, It's not... uh, for for the casual game, I mean, you need a bat and a ball. Yeah, really. you know, it's not like you need a, a bunch of equipment or a, a yeah. big area. Um, I mean, everyone's
2: used all sorts of a variety of things as a wicket.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, painted on the fence. Yeah, you know.
2: painted on the tree at the front.
1: Yeah, yeah. South America is probably somewhere they can uh, can look at. I mean, it's getting uh, big attraction in Africa.
0: Yeah,
2: and I mean, you would think if if. Uh, People can get behind it. You don't need money to play cricket. Exactly, like you, said, yeah. you need a ball and you need something to hit it with, and
1: yeah. that's it. Yeah, and yeah. that gets you started. Um, so back to the first test then. Um, one of the uh, issues in, in we, uh, with India is no DRS. Yeah. Wasn't it fantastic to see a couple of decisions that could have been reviewed go against them? That was excellent. It's always that show and fraud of, of it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, mean, I
2: don't understand why they don't have it still. And I, I was thinking... I mean, the motivations, officially they said that the technology isn't spread across every team, so it's not fair that some people get it and some people don't. And I mean...
1: You pay for it then, you bastard. You got all the money. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. And the thing is, I mean, that might be a valid point if it was ridiculously crazy expensive and there's no way that anyone could afford it, but the technology is out there. It's only going to get cheaper. And yeah. it seems like maybe they're used to getting a bit of a fair rub of the green from the umpires. They're like, you know what, we'll just we'll just take it easy.
1: They do absolutely, except when they come to Australia. Yeah, because even there was there was a few decisions that went their way, and um, I went to uh, watching YouTube clips through the years. Geez, they've been screwed sometimes when they come out here. And <laughs> yeah. it's still good to see.
2: Yeah. And one thing I think, it might be possible that the umpires, because they don't want DRS, they may not give them the benefit of the doubt just from a, a humanistic point of view, where, like, well, you're not going to choose DRS. Well, you know, I have to make a decision. So i got to make my call. Yeah. You, I'm going to give it out.
1: You fuckers live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe um, subconsciously, maybe that yeah. enters into it. I mean, they're human in the yeah, end of the day. exactly right. And um, I mean,
2: and. It must be detrimental to, to them being able to do their job properly because they don't want to make wrong that to screw people over, but generally you'd, <laughs> you have to have faith that they've got the best interest of the game in mind.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it is weird like that because um, in every other series they have that backup. Mm. So it, even the umpires are, are, are used to it um, at an international level. Having said that, they've grown up you know, yeah. uh, going through the ranks without it, so it's still their bread yeah. and butter.
2: And the other thing that they were representing from India's side against it, was that um? On, I forgot. It's not
1: perfect. No. Well, I know one of the things I said is it doesn't um, uh, it doesn't get all the decisions, and I'm like, well, you know, if you're getting eighty out of a hundred right, and now you're getting eighty-one out of a hundred right, yeah. yeah, that's it's better, a step in the right it? direction. It, it is better than the naked eye, but um, I think if you refuse to, to have the DRS system in there, um, then you've lost all right to complain. After yeah. the fact. We've well, yeah. we got bad decisions like, well dude,
2: yeah. we could have fixed these one up. Yeah, we've got something that can fix that.
1: Having said that, you know, there was a couple of decisions there was an L B W with Lion um, yeah. that was that was a hundred percent out. Yeah. Uh, and he was on twenty twenty something and he went on to make ninety nine.
2: that's when he padded up like French cricket style and yeah. bang right in the middle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think even stick cricket would give that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's always good to see um, those kind of decisions uh, go against them. But the other thing with it, um, so India says no. Um, why does why does it mean that they get their way? Why isn't the DRS system the default rather than the exception?
2: Yeah, well, that's what I think. But I, um, correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I believe when they first brought it in, the technology wasn't as good as it is now. And so the Probably decision not. was, if both teams agree to it, then we'll put it in. But, right. But... And it's, that it's gone changed. to a point now where it's pretty good. It's pretty decent.
1: Yeah, they've got Snicko and Hotspot, and Hotspot I think yeah. is oh. a, a little less um, uh, ambiguous than you know than Hawkeye, which is predicting the future, yeah. and, and Snicko, which is a definite sound, but did, you know it's hard to tell bat on ball or yeah. or whatnot. But Hotspot is kind of it's you know thermal in, imaging. It's kind of hard to fake. Yeah. And, and get wrong.
2: And the, that's right. The other reason India. Didn't want to want it in. Were they claiming that teams use it as a, a tactic? And I mean, they might be right. but yeah. It's a tactic that can backfire on you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, we saw uh, yeah, happen in the one days with, jeez, um, oh, was it A B de Villiers or somebody who um, got out lbw? It wasn't A B de Villiers. It was one of the yeah. the South African batsmen in the one day who was out absolutely plumb lbw and appealed it for some reason. Yeah. Um, So they use their appeal, and then somebody else, two wickets later, gets caught behind when they didn't hit it. Well, great, you've used it as a tactic, and you just screwed yourself over.
2: Well, what about if, for a one-dayer, if you can have as many challenges as you want, but if you get it wrong, you lose an over?
1: Um, Theory's good, but what if it's in the second innings? Do you add an over? It's not bad, because... At the end of the day, they've always said that the DRS is in there to stop the howlers. Yeah. But now they're using it as, well, it's hit his pad, could be out. Yeah. No, 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 let's find out. Yeah, you know? So that's one way that the penalty would be absolutely massive. Yeah. Especially in a one day.
2: Yeah, and then, yeah, I think, it, of course it was going to use as a tactic, but... You know, it's something to spice up the game, and something to get things right. You know, it seems like a small consequence to pay for having a game that's much more correct in the way it's umpired. Yeah, I mean,
1: we, you had the uh, the first wicket and the second innings was caught off the shoulder, and um, yeah, it, it can change a game.
2: Yeah, and and to be fair, it seemed like India did get the worst of the umpires. Obviously, this game and the DRS might have had a different result uh, for the game.
1: Yeah, if they put DRS in, they would have. Um, There's a couple of wickets that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple that would have as well. At the end of the day, that is the, the genuine rub of the green. Yeah. It, nobody doubts that Australia won that game. They yeah. played the better cricket. <clears throat> um, so big man in the match for the game, Nathan Lyon.
2: Yeah, what a comeback for him. Well, not really a comeback, but what yeah. a presence. Yeah,
1: um, and I, I know following it um, during the during the game, Warney picked it. He said, yeah, he's, he's going to get an absolute. Uh, yeah. He's going to get a bag here. And he just tore it up. It was such a contrast to the um, Indian spinner Khan Sharma. I had to write that name down just to remember (laughs) it, Um, who... All the commentators, as biased as the Australian commentators are, were saying he's bowling flat. He's too scared to put it in there.
0: Yeah. Line,
1: you know, pitches it up, gives it some loop, gets smacked for four, gets smacked for six, and going straight back to the same spot. And
2: that's why I love Test matches because the spinners have that option where you can sacrifice a few runs
1: for the sake of setting up a and, wicket and work for a wicket rather than okay, he's yeah. going to try and hit out. Oh, we got him hey, it's a wicket.
2: Yeah, and Warney said it best where he's that like, "You have to set up the wickets." Like, I don't bowl any ball just by accident. I plan it out and I know exactly what I'm going to bowl and what I'm trying to get him to do. And I might go for four, one, one bowl, but I want him to be swinging at those balls. I want him to be confident playing that shot. So when I give it a bit of extra flight, you know, hit it in yeah. just a touch in a different spot, then he's going to get caught.
1: For somebody who's made so many poor decisions off the field, it is amazing how good Wally's brain <laughs> yeah. is for yeah. cricket. It's obviously, he's it's channeled every little synapse into yeah. just that one thing. Um, you know, into cricket and pulling blondes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think he's used his quota of brain cells on the cricket field because there's not much he doesn't know about a wicket and spin bowling.
1: Yeah, it is amazing when, you know, when he's mic'd up and when he's playing in the BBL or in other ones, he goes, I'm going to put this one a little bit, a foot outside off uh, off stump and yeah. he's going to hit it and get caught out in the in, in the deep. I think that was Herschel Gibbs who got caught. That yeah, game. it was. That was amazing.
2: And I love I that sort of cricket where they can be mic'd up and be quarantined as they go. I mean, you don't want to see it in every game, but it's good to have you that You don't insight. want to
1: see it when they're running in <laughs> yeah. and and um, Shane Watson's, you know, yeah facing up. But no, uh, Lyon, his first five for ever in the first innings, and he backs it up with a seven-foot.
2: Yeah, and just the amount of spin he was getting off the wicket. And the jump. Yeah, and, and Adelaide was always been like that well for the last, you know, 10 years or so, but from Lyon.
1: Yeah, it's always been a great pitch. The, yeah. in that, um, but I know, and I've forgotten his name now, but the... Uh, the groundskeeper who was the, the world-famous groundskeeper who um, retired or moved on oh, from Adelaide. Is... It could be. You, you could say it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. remember it. I'd have to Google it. Um, who, uh, A few years ago, he retired. So um, they were a bit robbed um, in their preparations. In, there was a rain, and obviously yeah. the schedule changed, and it got brought forward for them. Um, But it's good to see a result anyway. It feels like we're getting more results in in test cricket these days than what we used to as well.
2: And I think players, I mean, they'd have to be aware of the value of having an exciting test match, exciting cricket. Because at the end of the day, they're only getting paid because people are watching. Yeah, exactly. So it's good to see that actually people, both teams, India and Australia, both playing for the win. Even India, you know, it got towards the end, but you can tell they're still playing for the win. They're not playing for the draw.
1: Especially, Co- um, uh, yeah, Kohli. Coley. Yeah, Coley's he brilliant. was definitely going for it. Yeah, um, you know, he got caught out of the boundary at, at a time where, if he blocked it out and saw the day out, nobody would have blamed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's on debut as a captain, so it's good to see that mentality in cricket.
2: Yeah, and it really sets sets the standard for the next three Test matches.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting um, you know, for the next one in Brisbane. Um, but anyway, the other uh, big performer for the test for the Aussies was Davey Warner. Yeah, what a it, knock. Is it, isn't it amazing when he burst onto the scene a few years ago, he's a T20 specialist and that's all he was ever going to do. Now he's probably you know the, the informed um, opener yeah. in the world.
2: I mean, if they could have, they probably would have put him in as a pinch hitter or something like that.
1: But he's just... He's absolutely killing it. He'll I mean, back-to-back hundreds. It's the second time he's done it. Um, yeah. In this calendar year, I think. Um, and I think
2: what makes him so great is just his shot selection. Because... He plays aggressively, but not always out of control, if that makes sense.
1: That first innings, when he went on, it was he 30 off 14 or something. Yeah. And they weren't, it wasn't like he was dancing down the pitch and trying to make the action. They just bowled it slightly loose, and he went whack.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I'm surprised the runner didn't go out there and tell him that there's no actual power play. <laughs> you know, this is a test match, mate.
1: <laughs> he was, he, why would you stop it? He, he probably did send somebody out, and he goes, nah, mate, I'm watching this. Yeah,
2: and the funny thing was that India got fined for the slow overrate yeah, and, they get it all the time. Yeah, people were blaming them because they bowled slow in the first 10 overs. And it's like, they've been chasing Warner's cherries <laughs> around North Adelaide for the best part of a morning. I wouldn't be fucked if they could not to bowl any
1: more overs either. Yeah, yeah the only amazing thing was um, Ishan Sharma was actually on target. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. been one of the wildest bowlers has ever been. He has. You know, when it comes to hitting the pitch, he's had more misses than Warner's <laughs> had. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't getting rewarded for it, but he was actually no, putting it in the right spot. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he's only still young, isn't he, Like, I mean, mid to late 20s, I, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I think he's been constantly improving, but I think someone like that really learns from the people they play against. Like, someone for him, watching Mitch Johnson or even Brett Lee, people like that bowl, you know, you'd have to take a lot from them and see how they bowl at a really fast pace. But
1: And they were very wild yeah. when, when they started.
2: Because it's hard to do that and actually be effective.
1: Yeah, and hitting that consistency. You know, you, you yeah. go back to Glenn McGrath, who was never fast by yeah. any sense of imagination, but yeah. you could put a you know a, a rope coit out there and he could hit it. Yeah. Because that's all he was doing is hitting it every time.
2: Yeah, and I mean, even Brett Lee showed us how you, you bowl serious express in a one-day format so that yeah. you're going to get runs, but there's a way to do it to be able to control Threaten. and, yeah, line and length and also adapting the way you bowl and really understanding the batsman that you're... You're bowling against.
1: It's hard for an Indian, too, to to be a fast bowler because they don't have that rich vein of um, uh, fast bowling history. Whereas spinners, you know, they've got them coming out of everywhere. Yeah. But it's not like the West Indies or something like that. So, um, you know, you probably really enjoy Australian pitches where it's a bit more bounced and a bit quicker through. Yeah. Um, Which is surprising
2: because Pakistan always had a. A very good oh, pace tack through the years, yeah, but it was yeah. more
1: swing, not not serious express. Very much so, but again, you know, you go back to Waqar Younis and Wasim Akram and yeah. and those kind of guys. You're talking, you know, best in the world. Yeah, best in history or or best in a generation of bowlers.
2: And it seems like there's been lots of innovation from those teams, like especially in regards to spin bowling and yeah. and also um, preparing
1: a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been some dust bowls out there, but I mean, you know, what do you expect? Yeah you know, have yeah. have some home court advantage. Yeah. It would be interesting one day if they ever come up with a standardized um, synthetic pitch. Yeah. Or something like that. I mean, you can't do the old uh, uh, astroturf on concrete, but, a, <laughs> you know, like a running track or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then start to get balls that uh, can grip and turn sideways again.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you get to the point where I know the MCG or most of them now have lift out pitches where just they, get all of them, they grow somewhere else and whatever they are, yeah. wherever they are, they're not in there. And I'm thinking it's going to be a point if there's not already, where they've got probably eight or nine pitches growing simultaneously. Pick which one. Yeah, depending on who's going to come out and play. And so you've got a few come along and you can go along. Yeah, no, we'll
1: take that one. Yep. It'll be good and drop it in the night before.
2: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I mean, India is spot for choice because they got desert everywhere.
1: <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting now that um, marijuana's b- becoming legal. Um, across all the world. So the um, technology of hydroponics is going to get a lot, lot better. <laughs> yes, so true. that might be one of the uh, <laughs> the side effects of it. You'll find out that um, there's, there's some people named uh, Screwball or something yeah. who's and, now working at Adelaide like, Oval,
2: And you might find there's more people inclined to sit on the couch for six <laughs> hours and watch a test match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is such a good tie in there. Somebody's... <laughs> And Doritos start sponsoring. Well, KFC, I mean, that's already down the middle, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, if you could buy a carton of VB with a 25 bag of weed or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Get the lads around.
1: You're right for the next five days. Yep,
2: pizza voucher from Pizza Hut or Domino's for everyone to sponsor it. They're laughing. And I mean, I think Test test, test Cricket's dead. We've got a way in
1: here. (laughs) There's a new market, and a younger market. There you go. That's how you get them in. Um, so yeah, Warner's, uh, he was a bit lucky in his, uh, second hundred in the second innings yeah. after, you know, get bowled off a no ball, gets dropped, yeah. but still smacks him around. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the other big performer with the bat was Steve Smith.
2: Yeah. What form?
1: Knock it, uh, not out in both innings. Yeah. You know, hundred odd, 140 odd, I think in the first or 160. You can't remember. A yeah, hundred and plenty. hundred and plenty. And then another, you know, half century in the second. Um, you know, it's just amazing. Again, somebody who's really come from being on shaky ground to just yeah. stamping his authority.
2: And, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I think he might have been brought into the team as more a bowler that can bat yeah, as was, opposed to a batter who can bowl. He, he,
1: the, uh, the Australian team was having trouble finding a spinner. And they yeah. thought, all right, well, here's a spinner. You can also bat a bit. There's yeah. a little bit of a stopgap. Um, and uh, apparently he's always viewed himself as a, as a batter, yeah. not as a bowler. But, you know, he's bat number eight when he came in. Um, yeah. And now, uh, on the eve of the second test, he's going to be batting number four yeah. uh, and, and wearing the captain's hand. And, captain.
2: so, and uh, if you look at his form, I saw the stat for his last five or six tests. Ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it seems like they just don't have lines high enough to be able to count, yeah. count yeah. his runs. And it, his, his average for the last few tests would be crazy with uh, not outs.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you, his calendar year is probably you know in the 70s or 80s. And um, while we're talking averages, I think Davy Warner was... Is probably one or two good innings off uh, a 50 average.
2: And it makes it a very tough decision for the AB medal, which is always good for Australian cricket.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. you have to go back and have a look at uh, the start of the year and try and remember all the games. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay, and uh, so then... The other bowlers, um, Johnson, not bad, but bit expensive.
2: Yeah, bit expensive.
1: Not as bad as the old bad Mitch, but not as good as the good Mitch.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you got to allow him one bad test or not not a bad yeah. test, but one average test now and then.
1: It was not like any other pace bowlers were ripping it up yeah. either.
2: And it seemed like that the pitch was always going to be the spinners bowl them out at the end.
1: Yeah,
0: it
2: didn't yeah. seem like the pacemen were going to do a job they had to, but. The spinners are only going to do the real damage.
1: Ah, I think the real um, thing with the the pace bowlers was they were happy to get the bouncer out again. Yeah. Um, so that's all good. And you know, the first one hit Coley on the helmet. There was a little bit of a oh my god, what have you done? Yeah. Got over it. Get on with it. Bowl that's it again. Way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. And that's um, it.
2: And yeah, that's just been well documented. No one wants the bouncer to bounce it go. It's an important part of fast bowling. So
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just it was uh, something that needed to come back in, and I am glad that uh, the very first bouncer of the game even though it was bowled by an Indian bowl that the Adelaide crowd applauded. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good to say, you know, it was the statement that everyone wanted to see. Yeah. We're playing cricket again.
2: And it's good to see that there's a common sense reaction instead of just a knee-jerk reaction that people yeah. have, have had a cool head. Said it was, you know, it's a tragedy, but, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like getting struck by lightning and then never going outside again. Yeah. It just yeah. Doesn't, doesn't work.
2: in storm clouds.
1: So anyway, uh, 1-0 in a four-test series. We move on to Brisbane. Um, and the teams were announced, well, the, sorry, the Australian team was announced um, about half hour ago. And we've got three changes. We've got Clark who's out, who's ripped his hamstring um, yeah. ripped his hamstring up. So I think he's done for the summer.
2: Plus his back's still in trouble as well.
1: Yeah, it was, his back's going to be in trouble now because he's going to be lying on a hospital bed for the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, so Clark is out. Um, they're giving Harris a rest who was serviceable. It was a a workhorse effort.
2: He was, but he'll always give you a hundred percent. Obviously we've seen that. God,
1: If he had a proper set of knees, he'd be amazing. He'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, we're going to get with him. He's going to, um, charge in and, uh, try his best every time. Um, his, his best bowling isn't that far away from his worst. Um, so he was uh, he's going to have a rest for Brisbane, and Siddle is a little bit the same having a rest, but yep. he was also uh, probably a little bit slower and not as threatening as they would have liked in Adelaide, so yeah. he's having a rest too. For Brisbane, in comes uh, Sean Marsh to replace Clark, and he'll be batting in the mid-order with his brother. Yep. Um, Josh Hazelwood will debut. He'll wear oh, cap yeah. number 440, okay. so uh, right armour, and Mitch Stark, the left armour.
2: Oh, he's come back in again.
1: He's come back in again. Um, it was a couple of interesting things. Uh, Brisbane. Um, it's always a good test up there for Australia because we, I think we win ninety percent of them. Our record there is incredible. I can't yeah. remember
2: who did you play last summer. I think we've never lost to them in Brisbane. It something ridiculous yeah,
1: like that. Last time it was um, uh, England, wasn't it? Yeah, it must be. I think so. Um, yeah, it was something like that. We've never lost. We've and we win ninety percent and draw ten. Oh, South time. Africa, I think it
2: might have been.
1: Yeah, it might have been South Africa. Oh, knows. yeah Yeah, I can't remember. Like we said. Too, too long ago. <laughs> too long ago. Um, so Brisbane, it's a good uh, pitch to come in on for a fast bowler trying to stake their claims.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think just the, the warm weather there always makes the pitch dry out a bit quicker and put a bit of bounce in there.
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm actually going to be in Brisbane for the, on the last day, but I doubt I'll be able to uh, swindle out there. You know what? If they throw the gates open on the last day, I might be able yeah, to make it. To take, the, take the kids down there. Yeah. I remember
2: them saying that apparently the brisbane deck has taken over from the Whacker in regards to being a
1: at fast fast bowlers it's good to see yeah, yeah. That, i think warney always liked it up there but he liked it everywhere yeah, well, so, yeah warney liked it everywhere um so it'd be good that uh, you know a, a bit of bounce up there you know Lyon might be able to back it up but mm. you, you're going to be looking to stark yeah. johnson
2: we could see a role reversal where Lyon might be the one that tries to contain with
1: just some short, sharp bowling. Yeah, and give the fast bowlers a, a rest in rotation. Yeah. Um, Marsh can throw a few down. I wonder if Smith will bowl himself. Even Davey Warner can, can
2: arm a few down there. He's, think, he's not a bad spinner.
1: He's, he's bowled a bit. I don't think he's taken a wicket at test level yet, but he's no, bowled he's, about, he's about 10. He's ready others. then. Yeah, he's due. <laughs> he's due. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: I Jeez. mean,
2: if Pan could get a wicket, then think.
1: you would be on. He was all right, punter. He was an all-rounder when he started, but...
2: Yeah, he wasn't great. The only wicket I remember him getting was when he someone went off injured and he completed the over and ended up taking a wicket. Ah, uh, did he? Yeah. yeah. i have to look that up. Um, But yeah, where was he going? We got Watson as a part-time... What? Uh, part-time what? Part-time po- pie bowler or something like that.
1: <laughs> Breaks down so often. He does. It, one of the great things when Watson comes in is following it on Twitter for the Watto Lotto. The Watto
2: Lotto. That's great, isn't
1: it? <laughs> he's very lucky, I reckon, to keep his spot.
2: Oh, he's been lucky to keep his spot his whole career. Yeah. It's like they showed a lot of faith in him when he had all those breakdowns, sort of yeah. earlier on in his he kept career. Coming
1: back, coming back, and then he looked like a world beater.
2: Yeah, I remember he just struggled to get the ton for yes. ages. I remember going to the day at the MCG when he finally got there.
1: I reckon like, it was about two thousand and nine because I don't yeah. think I can remember it.
2: Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he's always been someone that apparently everyone on the inside have said this guy, you know, he's he, got the he's potential. The one. It's just yeah. a matter of staying healthy. And I think maybe it might have been a case of choosing between being a batter or being a bowler because his body just couldn't handle Could we... going out to bat and then coming in to bowl. Yeah. And I think doing that a lot, and especially at that point, we were sort of in transition, and he was a good line-length bowler. Just put uh, it in there, team up. It'd
1: yeah. be interesting if he um, switched over to bowling some... Finger spin or something because um, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Andrew Simons, who's sort of you know, a bigger lad as yeah. well. You know, uh, yeah, just wouldn't be a miss balls down there, yeah, just off a uh, five or six step run up
2: and kind of like um, David Hussey, where they do that job where it's just quick, get him in there, get the overs through, put pressure on the
1: team, yeah, keep tight. Or, or Michael Husky, yeah, Michael Husky, yeah, yeah, or David did it in the one days as yeah. well, um, yeah, you know, try and um, still keep him as an all rounder, but try and do something. Manage to, him differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's like, you know, if you do footy, um, you've got somebody who's a bit of ageing and yeah. they might go on the back flank rather than playing in the middle all the yeah. time. Well, you've got to do something with Watson. Um, Plus, just,
2: the other thing with Watson is he's got a bit of mongrel about him, which is always good for the Aussie team.
1: He looks like a bit of a prick. Yeah, which is a he a, does. You want that as a competitor. Yeah, you got to
2: stick him in second slip.
1: <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep the mouth running. Yep. All day. Um, and uh, so he fortunate to keep his uh, spot and so is chris rogers who hasn't been yeah you know in a time where uh, warner's been killing it and smith has been killing it even um, clark was injured and still scored 100 yeah um and those two missed out in both innings
2: and the the competition for those spots in the team like the 3 and 4 oh, batter yeah is just intense, and it's only getting more and more harder for players to cement a position in there because in the domestic league you got Cowan who's Cowan, just yeah,
1: killing it at a hundred and in each innings, and you yeah. uh, know, yeah, and he's not the only one. Yeah, and that um, and
2: that that raises eyebrows. People are like, all right. Well, you have to give him a go. You're not going to leave him out like Brad Hodge or someone like that. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah, eventually you keep scoring runs, you're going to get put yeah. in. Um, it is the good thing with the, the strength of the Australian cricket team over the last you know, couple of decades um, that people have been given a a real apprenticeship in, um, in shield cricket or yeah. even county cricket. Yeah. Um, you know, that somebody like, you know, Matty Hayden came along and Michael Hussey. He was just shit, we, we've got, it wasn't somebody's getting dropped. Who do we replace them with? Yeah. It's this person's getting in. Who, who goes yeah, out? Who goes out? Yeah. They force their way in.
2: Yeah, And even, yeah, cause Hughes was in the same position for a while where he was killed in the domestic league. And then when he um came to the um, first class, he just struggled to, to get a start, yeah, but then he came good, well in domestic, but just didn't put it together. Yeah, Kawaja was,
1: I reckon, a little bit um, victim of um, media as well. because yeah. um, I remember his very first innings in uh, is at the SCG, um, and he scored I think thirty odd not out, and that made the front, uh, you know, the front of the news bulletin. Yeah, and I thought, look, I'm I'm really excited that he's got a game as well. He deserves it, but. Let's not get excited yeah. about a 30-odd not out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was you know, the first uh, uh, Muslim player, or, or you know, and born overseas and come out here and made it. So yeah. great story yeah. and great PR. Yeah. But let's not gild the lily. Yeah. Um, he, he got a start and got out. Um, yeah. And it's good that, you know, eventually that's going to stop, and it did, and now you've got to earn your stripes again.
2: Yeah, yeah. We've got to the to the point now where... We've got consistency amongst those batters fighting for those positions, and yeah. so it's not you know one and done or give them two test matches and then nah, no good. You've got people who are coming in they're already firing, so yeah, ready to go. Yeah.
1: Speaking of one and done, uh, Mitch Stark coming back in, he's never played two tests in a row. Really. So every time he's come in, it, it's been um, at the expense of somebody through injury or resting. Yeah. So I would think um, coming in on a pace-friendly pitch yep. with Harris being sore and Siddle being sore, underdone, a yeah. little bit down on form. Big, tall left-armer, big, bouncy wicket. It's a good chance to say, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm here and I want to play.
2: And I mean, with, with someone like that, you'd have to stick around Mitch Clark, put him under his flap, show him how to bowl left-arm to these people. And, and, and Mitch Johnson, you mean? Mitch Johnson, sorry, yeah. Because, you know, it's um, Mitch Johnson struggled with the left arm bowling at the start of his career and whatever he's done right has got that certainly straightened yeah. out and I mean another left armer if you can put him down the same sort of path as Mitch Johnson then our our bowling stocks especially in the pace department are looking good for the future
1: yeah and you always like to see your bowlers you know six or four six or yeah. five coming in <laughs> and bringing it on from a... and just having
2: the option of a left arm bowler as opposed to most being right-handed is always handy to have
1: well, it is interesting because we've always gone with two rights and then the left. You know, the yeah. left being Mitch, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, now that we've got two lefts in Mitchell and Mitchell, yeah. and then Josh Hazelwood, the uh, the debut uh, debutant, who's yep. the right arm. We've got yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully he can, he can come in and bring some some real pace to it, and uh, you know, get his first one out of the way early, and then um, continue on. Yeah,
2: and it will be interesting to see how how um. They go with the bouncer in the the flat deck is going to be just to uh, dig them in, get them unrattled, or yep. <laughs> I think the niceties are over at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've we, we've gotten rid of that now. It's, it's it's going to be one and over. Yeah, I think
2: this one this one will see the white line fever come back out. Yeah, it'll be good. We're all friends, but once past past that white line, it'll be it'll be on for young and old.
1: Yeah, not that friendly. Yeah, true. Um, on the uh, other side of the coin, um, be funny. India's got a few selection issues. Um, obviously, the spinner struggled. In Adelaide, yeah. in, in Sharma, like we spoke about. But um, is Donny ready to come back? Because they're a different side if Dhoni's yeah, playing.
2: Yeah. And it seems like if Donny's back, I mean, and their spinners aren't going well, their policy is just score more runs. And score more runs, Score yeah. more runs and you're going to win or draw.
1: I've got to admit, Dhoni's one of the cricketers you love watching because he's, yeah. he's always that positive attitude. Um, yeah. Very much like uh, uh, Shahid Afridi. Um, yeah. I like watching him bat as well because he's... Um, he doesn't seem to block it. He yeah, like, and I mean, you know,
2: when you've got the luck over a hit Sharma in your squad yeah. as well, <laughs> you know you're going to be able to get a few extra extra fours and sixes from the likes of him.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's a great positive um, uh, lineup when they're all clicking. Yeah. Um, and I think Donny might be a, a better captain as well than um, than uh, Car- uh, Coley. Yeah,
2: and, um, and the thing is, with, with Coley... Scoring like he is, don't give him the captain. Don't even go out there, score his runs.
1: Well, I mean, uh, doubles, uh, century in both innings on debut as captain, not bad. Yeah. The, the captaincy side of it, though. Yeah. You know, there's a few times where, um, in, in both innings, where it felt like, okay, let's just wait till they're ready to declare, yeah. and then we'll go in and yep. see what we can do. Yeah. And the overrate was slow as shit.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's the things that unless you've got that experience in the captaincy, I mean, in the heat of the moment, you might not just be paying attention to those sorts of things. Yeah. But they come back to bite you in the ass. And, yeah. When it hits, your mate's hip pocket, and it's costing them money. Yep. They're not going to like that too much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and especially if you, you know, you, I think if you get done twice for slow over rates, then the captain, you know, might miss a, yeah, a test match or something it. like that, yeah. um, which but has I happened think, before. Yeah, I think, think
2: Donnie might have actually got come for that. Yeah. I think he's yeah.
1: had a couple. Um, you know, one day is as well.
2: Yeah, and like we've said before, if I was chasing Warners cherries around, I couldn't be fucked. Bowling the ball yeah, again. Buddy, that after a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially day one on a... 30, 35 degree day or wherever it was. Down I Adelaide.
1: mean, Adelaide's nice, but it's not that nice running around to see it all.
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's only so many churches you can look at before how <laughs> yeah. fucked
1: Um, So, second test, Australia, you put them in, 2-0?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, barring weather, I think they should be a bit of a easier test than, um, than Adelaide for the Aussies.
1: Hopefully there's a bit more life in the pitch. Um, yeah. You know, both ways. Um 'Cause you know, uh India only took twelve wickets in Adelaide and that's the same as what Nathan Lyon took. Um, yeah.
2: And that's another good point that someone on Twitter brought up was that it could be the first time where a team only takes what was it, twelve wickets or something
1: and wins. And wins, yeah, yeah. There's not many times where uh, I know it's a big thing where a team declares in both innings and gets done yeah. but you, the only way you, that happens is if they're doing an aggressive de- declaration yeah. which Australia did I mean yeah. 300 and what was they set 340 or something in, in the second innings that's not yeah. insurmountable I mean I know it's and like, I mean, the thing end. is to win you always have to risk losing that's yeah. just the way it goes yeah um, unless you score 800 in the first innings but you know yeah. usually um, with a second innings declaration they um, go to a point where we can only win this test match or draw it yeah. Um, whereas this one, it just had that little glimmer of hope. Yeah. And really, it's that glimmer of hope that got Coley out.
2: Yeah. And I think what might have also um, came into play was was it the rain delay, which meant they had the uh, long last session, last of yeah. day four, a-
1: added hours, uh, half an hour each day. Yeah.
2: Where they they covered on the commentary of the cricket, where they said you, you wouldn't want to send a sort of a patched up team out into the field for. 3 hours on a 35 yeah. degree day and then have him try and win the match try next and day. Yeah. And so that's good good captaincy as well from Clark He, he played it really well and mm. people were questioning his fitness for the match and saying, you know, he's injured he shouldn't have played in the first place, but he scored 100. Yeah. And in real tough circumstances, he's captained the team to a T where where we've declared the right time, made the right decisions, and then he's gone off. Yeah. And we then we still won the match.
1: We still won the match. And, you know, hadn't um, cleared it cleaned yeah. it up.
2: And I mean just from the situation, the environment, and what he what he had done as captain with Hughes' family, in that it would have been very hard for him not to lead his team and his yeah. mates out there for the first test of the Australian summer.
1: Um, the emotion and sentiment can you know give you that extra five or ten percent, and that's yep. all he needed.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, at the end of the day, it is a game, and it's more important for him to show the the human side of of him as a person and and what he's prepared to do for his mates, because they're more than just teammates, they're his mates. They grow up together.
1: There's no doubt um, through this whole um, difficult period that um, he's gained a lot of respect worldwide for his um, off-field captaincy. I'll tell you, if he was running for office, mate, he's he's a shilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, besides we've got shit otherwise.
2: And and that's what what sets you apart from... um, the best and then the greatest i mean yeah, look yeah. at muhammad ali one of the best boxers ever but one of the greatest athletes ever just because of what he did outside the ring yeah, yeah just and, as much what he did inside yeah, the ring and
1: people still talk about him and you know he's, he's lost more fights than some others but they yep. still talk about muhammad ali exactly and i
2: think you'll see that same sort of love carryover for clark just for what he did as a human being as opposed to what he did as a cricketer
1: yep um so you reckon he'll come back <laughs> It's going to be, not it's going this. You won't be this year. No. Uh, this season, I should say. Um, I think you just you put a line through the World Cup yeah. and look to Ashes. I mean, you might put
2: a, a line through anything besides Test matches.
1: Yeah, you, you reckon? Just yeah. he's already uh, reti- essentially retired from um, T20. He never played in the bloody T20s anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I heard on the radio today he's played in twenty three of the last forty five one dayers Yep. So you, you're not losing. Um, a, a magnificent amount if yeah. he's uh, no longer playing one-dayers.
2: And I think, like, with him just just doing test matches, I mean, it's a very multifaceted um, argument, but I think... Him being around a test match squad that's going on tour, you get that culture that you yeah. you inst- instil into the young players and the team, and you need to make sure that thrives in order for success to grow through Australian cricket, like from the top down.
1: I mean, he's not old; he's only no. thirty three or, or yeah. thirty two or something like that. He's just been around forever yeah. else, because he started so young.
2: Yeah, and I mean, he spent a lot of time out in the middle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is uh, comes to the next interesting decision, which is you know we touched on it, and Steve Smith's been giving. The, the vice captaincy or the captaincy role, yeah, essentially. it's like
2: the you call it an interim captaincy, yeah, or like yeah. That. <laughs> but you still give him a belt, but you're not sure if it's the real one or. We,
1: um, which is interesting because he's very similar in um, lead up to in his career to Michael Clark before he was you know um, touched as the next captain, yeah. Um, but uh, to to uh, they're really giving him his blessing as, you are the next full time captain of Australia,
2: yeah. Take this opportunity to learn from it, and yeah. If Clark doesn't come back, I mean, you're in. You're
1: in. You, you're in. Um, even if Clark does come back for one, two, five years, yeah. Once that's up, it's it's Steve Smith.
2: Yeah, and and they could have gone down the road and said down the road of giving Brad Haddon the captaincy and use him just as the interim until we find out if Clark's if Clark's coming back, back or, or, not. If, or yeah. if Smith needs to be blooded a bit more. But the thing is, he's been around long enough and he's performing well enough that he's he's got. To grips on what it takes to be an, an international cricketer.
1: Yeah, well, it's that um, measure, isn't it? Because he's in such a rich vein of form. Yeah, and you want to mess with that rich vein of form. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's great argument to happen because yeah. the answers are in the next five days.
2: And I think a lot of it will, uh, that would definitely would have gone through their mind when they of were course, making of the decision. Course. And I think what would have been in his favour was how well everyone around him was performing. So if yeah. he doesn't make his hundred, he makes thirty or whatever. There's a good chance Sonals going to uh, stand up and and crack a ton. And we've got plenty. We backed down the order a fair way yeah. to, to capable of
1: doing that. Yeah, I mean you got Johnson who's scored a Test hundred as well. So yeah. um, it, it goes pretty deep. Yeah, and
2: it wasn't a Glam- It wasn't the Dizzy Gillespie <laughs> It was he
1: like, <laughs> actually played some decent strokes. Did you read that article I posted? I uh, posted on Twitter. He wrote for. Um, Oh, for the Raw. Yeah, I did. I did. That was brilliant. I'll I'll put a link on the website (laughs) for it. If you can read Dizzy Gillespie's uh, modest appraisal of his 200 not-out innings, it's a great read.
2: And he's actually doing the coverage for Sky Sports. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, He's covering the Australian Test match for them. And yeah, I love Dizzy. He's he's a legend. He's really funny. (laughs) He's a good lad. Yeah. Uh, I still remember that that match where he's... um, just hearing about it where he's saying he remembered every single person high score that <laughs> was going past and he said Mark Wall was the one where he's like I've got to fucking get Mark Wall Come on. 180 or something was yeah. It?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's good you know cricketers love their stats yep and they yep. know every single one of their own stats
2: yep it's like yeah, everyone knows
1: Glenn McGrath can recall all his wickets he's, and he's, he's 61 yeah. not out yep
2: every stroke of that one I reckon
1: yeah oh might not have been not out anyway um so it'd be uh, interesting to go, with Steve Smith. Um, yeah. There was a little bit of talk that Davy Warner might have been the the one, but I like Steve Smith. I think. Yeah,
2: me too. I think Davey Warner, he's doing good as he is, but I think Smith's got a much more cool head. Yeah, put it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. There was a little bit of going on in the last one, wasn't there? A little yeah. bit of argy um, with with those two when they're out in the middle. Yep,
2: and um, I mean what a. Lot who do you, who do you give a left hook to? <laughs> someone. <laughs> then they went home depressed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I know uh, what you're talking about now. Trot. trot no, not Trot. Someone else. Yeah, uh, w- one of the Englishmen.
1: Yeah. an Englishman. Who, was, who, who deserved it by being an Englishman? <laughs>
2: yeah. And I still haven't read KP's book yet, but it's, the shorts of have seemed oh, interesting rep- spray about that whole
1: incident. Yeah. Um, he's one of those KP, uh, one of those players that you love to hate him, but... Um, I'm, I'm glad you'll, he You always watching him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, cricket and sport in general, you need those those teams or people where you don't like them. In fact, you hate them, but they have to be doing well to develop the rivalries. And exactly. To get that vested interest in a match and really start, you know, going it's, for a team. If it
1: was somebody like a Philip Tufnell doing it, you're just yeah. going, fuck off, you wanker. Yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, but and, you know, it is that I want to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't care. I want to yeah. win.
2: And, and you hate it when it's all coming together for him against your team. <laughs> Exactly right. Because river runs. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it's going to be. And that's just me.
1: And, and uh, speaking with a South African twang in, yeah. in an English batting lineup <laughs> yeah. it just adds to it. Yep. And there's a long history of that with Australia, with Tony Gregg and, and whatnot. Yeah. So yep. um, it's good to see that uh, it lives on in another. Yeah.
2: And especially when you've got boring test matches, you've got someone that you can hang shit on or yeah. make it interesting for yourselves or your mates at the cricket.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's good that he's coming out for the Big Bash League this year too.
2: Yeah, he's already come. He's already um, landed,
1: playing for Melbourne Stars. Yeah.
2: I think they had their first hit out the other day.
1: Uh, Practice match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, either this week or or next week, the uh, Melbourne versus Adelaide is the first game. Um, I think the Big Bash League, this is the fourth season, so the Big Big Bash League 4, they're calling it. Um, It's been a great little concept.
2: It has, yeah. I think it's been really successful and also... It's great that they've opened it up to allow lots of interna- international players, yeah. so you'll get, try and get the best of the best in their playing. You're yeah. not just going to have one team that's stacked.
1: Yeah, um, you're getting a lot of uh, guys from overseas who are at the end of their career or professional T20 players yeah. um, coming out here, and it makes it exciting. You know, um, uh, Chris Gale came out here with um, big tickets and no runs, and then Dwayne Bravo comes out here and scores some runs. Yeah. Um, you know, KP this year will be fantastic again um it'd be really interesting to see how a melbourne crowd at the mcg cheering for kevin peterson
2: yeah that's but i mean there's one thing about melbourne they'll forgive you if you start if winning you start winning <laughs> <Yep. then> nobody <laughs> yeah, it cares it does not matter what you do if you start making
1: the home team win you're in um so i'm, I'm looking forward to that and you know it's it's great to see state cricket getting an, an absolute following
2: yeah and, um, and that's the way to get people who aren't traditionally growing up watching cricket into it because it is exciting and my girlfriend, I got I got her to watch. Um, it wasn't a twenty twenty, but it was the one day where, well, obviously Faulkner won up for us because he yeah, means all on yeah, for really us. He does, <laughs> but she hates cricket. And I, I was looking at my phone, watching a movie or something. and I was following the scores on my phone, and it's got down to we needed. I think it was like forty off of twenty nine or something, something like, like that. that. It was close. Anyway, And I was going, baby, look, we've got to watch cricket. But I promise you, you'll enjoy you'll the enjoy end of this it. one. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, no, oh, why? I'm like, because. Australia's playing and this is where you live and you just naturally, you'll start going for your team.
1: You'll get into it because it's close. He, he's the, the Michael Bevan of his generation now, isn't he? Yeah,
2: exactly. I think he's even got the nickname Bevo in the yeah, room. I would
1: not surprise me in the least. Yeah.
2: And anyway, yeah, towards the end of the match, she was into it. She was cheering. She's like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe that. That was really exciting. Ben <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, yeah, don't get too excited. Don't watch the next one because you'll end up hating it again. Yeah. But it was interesting, I know you're going to like it. We'll just flick it over and, and you'll enjoy it. So I think even her taking her to twenty twenties might be more up her alley, and it tends to get a lot of exciting matches in the in the um the big bash league because of all the international players.
1: Yeah, um, you know I, I took uh, even the little lad to a couple of games last year, yeah. Um, which you know he, he struggled with the stupid fireworks and bloody yeah everything else that goes on around it. Um, and to be honest, I think that's the worst thing about the yeah the big bash league is that they're trying too hard. I mean, yeah. you, when you I don't mind, you know, motocross and all that kind of crap beforehand. Yeah. But the dances on the side of it is, yeah. Uh, you're trying to create an atmosphere, but yeah. who gives a shit?
2: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, fireworks during the day are just ridiculous.
1: In <laughs> just a, inside no a stadium.
2: Yeah, and oh. if anything, like at the MCG or at, or at um, Eddie Etihad when the roof's open, I mean, the only concern I could see would be planes flying overhead. But you think you put the fireworks like on the roof? Yeah. Like they
1: do it, just like Wembley Stadium or anywhere like that. Anywhere else that's sensible because fireworks inside a stadium when the smoke yeah. just hangs around forever. It's just so stupid. I don't know why people still insist on doing it.
2: Yeah. And I think they're just like, they feel like they have to. They have to do something, We're,
1: and yeah, it is somebody justifying their job. Like, look, look what else we've yeah. done extra. You know, yeah. we've got these um, street dancers up in that's the it. up in the stands. I'm like, who gives a shit?
2: Yeah, and the thing is, it's just copied from some other sport anyway. They've yeah. got something original that's cricket, and I mean, even the the bails that light up—that's a good concept. Beautiful you know? concept. Yeah. Um,
1: it should be in, in all one day. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really good idea. Um, so that's co- the other that's come out of the Big Bash League, um, as far as I know. Um, yeah. The other big winner out of the Big Bash League, I think, is Aaron Finch. Yeah. Um, Uh, For me, that's where he made his name, Um, uh, smacking him out for the Rebels.
2: Yeah, well, that's where I heard of him.
1: Um, Forced his way into the Australian T20 and then the Australian one-day team. Yep. Um, And uh, it'd be interesting to see if he can uh, go further and go into the test teams, but there's no Sheffield Shield until after the test series now, I think, so that'll be difficult. But, you know, it's good to see that the league has um, fostered the the local talent as much as it has um, bringing in the overseas.
2: Yeah, and also with the Big Bash League, I don't know... I mean, do we still have Australia A? Do Australia A play any games whatsoever? They
1: do, but um, not that many. They'll play like Australia A played South Africa A yep. um, just recently. But yeah, I think they play half a dozen games a year. Because yeah.
2: it seems like sort of the 2020 format has taken over that blooding of, of yeah, yeah. young players yeah, onto an international yeah. stage. Yeah. which I think is good as well because you're actually playing for something you're not playing to get into a team to play for something and you've got,
1: you've got people there watching it you know, yeah. there's been some big bash games that have been sold out last year Yeah, um, yeah. you know, not the MCG sold out but yeah. you know, down in Tassie and over in Perth which um, is just, just Stupid when you think it's a state league, yeah, you know? yeah, and,
2: uh, and a lot of people couldn't even name half the players, but they still want to go yeah, and watch good yeah. cricket.
1: Um, and you know, you get to see the, the legends as well, um, yeah. along with the uh, the new up and comers.
2: You, and you'll find someone who's an absolute gem like David Warner, and he's gone on to play a lot of Test matches and score tons in yeah. ten and, years. You're like, oh, I remember watching him down MCG when he's nobody,
1: yeah. switching switching stances and doing <laughs> all sorts of crazy shit, doing yeah, switch hitting sixes and.
2: And, and he'll want to get better with the older you get, <laughs> those innings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went back during the week, I think I said, and watched the, uh, the 89 he scored in the T20 against South Africa on debut. Oh, okay, yeah. He was just absolutely smacking them. Um, yeah. And that was when, uh, certainly in the Australian media, T20s weren't considered um real cricket. You know? Yeah. It was still a hit and giggle type of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And the way he lit up that, uh, the MCG that night. Yeah. You go, know, wow, we've got a player here, but also I think it's cemented T20 for Australia.
2: Yeah, and I think it's yes. just shown different strategies that you can adopt when playing T20 as well, that you don't adopt when playing one-dayers and test matches.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. You know, It's just another version. Yeah. Um, do you reckon it will lead to the downfall of one-dayers?
2: As... No, I think they can all coexist. And we've seen the excitement of... Um, Lasted of one day. I mean, the crowds were low, but yes, the cricket it, was
1: really good. That's the problem. You know, we had a five match series against South Africa, and it was a little bit earlier than the cricket is usually. Yeah. And the crowds were disappointing. I think we had you know, twenty or twenty four thousand at the MCG, yeah. which you know is really disappointing, especially at a, at a, at a ground that fits one hundred thousand. Yeah. It looks even worse. But the on field product was awesome. They were, yeah. um, you know, they were great games to watch. Which
2: I think, I think that the problems with crowd attendance. I don't think they're necessarily associated with cricket or the quality of cricket or necessarily people's opinion of cricket. I think a lot of it comes down to people who don't have jobs, people struggling with money they just can't make ends meet. And plus it's such a saturation of events during the summer now. Yeah. I mean, cause you're trying to attract, you know, kids, adults, parents, you know, that yep, sort of yep. age group. And there's mainly a male, male crowd that you're appealing to, even though you're trying to get females into it, yeah. which is a, which 2020 is a good way of doing it. But, People are saving up for music festivals. They're saving up for Christmas. They're saving, saving up, up for the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. You've got the Asian Cup next year. I mean, you've got um, soccer. You've yeah. got Big Bash League to compete with.
1: Yeah, you've just finished football.
2: Just had Melbourne Cup.
1: Yeah, um, so I think we noticed that this year with um, the football as well. Yeah. You know, crowds were down and everyone's yeah. going, well... Guys, you know, you're stumping me 60 bucks for a ticket, or I can watch it live at home.
2: And the thing is, they're already calling the um, Australian Cricket Board, we're calling an investigation in low crowds before the game was even over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it seems like a bit of a knee jerk reaction. I think a lot of the problems are people want to go and watch Cricket, but you just can't fork
1: out money for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And for dead rubber games, too. It's going to make it even harder. And
2: one good thing, I think, which was sensible was their continuing allowing um, your own food and drink into Etihad Stadium?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's something, especially when you've got all the restaurants sitting outside the, the yeah. front there. Yeah, and you you buy it, and you can't walk twenty meters and walk through the gates. Yeah, it's a bit silly.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you can stick your hot dogs in your um, thermos thermos and make like that at half time or whatever. It changes meanings, but it gets old pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> so there's hot dogs you can eat. Yeah,
1: um, it, it in a way the Emotion around Phil Hughes um, mm. in world cricket might make a difference in, in crowd numbers and interest in the game a little bit. It's put it yeah. back into the spotlight, yeah. Not for a positive reason, but certainly um, the the reaction was positive.
2: Yeah, and that's just the reality of the situation. You know, it sort of stirs the emotions among people, and quite rightly so. And yeah, I think you'll find that because it's cross codes as well. It's not just cricket that have yeah. paid the respects. We saw Elton John. Paying respect uh, to and, and that's in an Germany.
1: Yeah, that's a, a good one too to, to point out because you know there was a lot of celebrities that were, were doing it and posting it to their own Instagram and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I got no problem with it. But Elton John um, is uh, a long-time cricket fan who um, made his little tribute, if you like, on stage in Germany. Yeah, um, which is the thing I, I like is he did it. He's not doing it pandering to the crowd. Yeah. Um. You know. Obviously, he knows it's going to get out there and stuff like that. But you can tell that he did it because um, he's yeah. he's a cricket fan, and he was affected by it. Yeah. Um, so he... that's something very positive, I think.
2: Yeah, and his intentions were true. You know. Yeah. yeah. He had yeah. Nothing to gain from it. Didn't gain no. anything.
1: No, he's not looking for publicity. It was um a way of you know everybody was dealing with it. So yeah, it um, was genuine. So uh, you know, hopefully the the, the numbers, um, bums in seats picks up a little bit because you know the, the on field product is is yeah. as good as it's ever been.
2: I think Australian cricket from uh, yeah from the on field situation is just getting better and better. I mean, I'm not sure if we still got our number one spots,
1: but got, just got it back off uh, in the one day and and test. I think Yep. Um, but
2: you know, if not, it's not far away. I think you've seen maybe. Decisions that were made in in regards to growing Australian cricket five years ago coming to fruition now.
1: Yeah, I
2: I mean, I don't know what those plans were or anything, but something's happened where we've got an influx of, of. players that are fighting for positions now not finding a player to fill a position?
1: Well, it's almost, um, you know, back in the day, um, it was hard to get into the side. And you had guys like Michael Hussey, who was scoring, you know, 10,000 runs in county cricket and yeah, all first and, class what, cricket. 30
2: years old or something like 30, that?
1: 30, 31 before yeah. they could debut. And nothing wrong with it, because the Australian team was winning. Yeah. Um, then we had that little lull, because we had all these guys retire and yeah. um, had some embarrassing um, series, especially in the Ashes over in um, in uh, the UK. Yeah. Um, and now it's, you know, the, the guys are... They're younger when they're making a, their debut, like yeah. um, Hazelwood's uh, twenty-four, I think. Um, so, but we're still, you know, a, a top-notch side, and you got guys like uh, um, Steve Smith, who's been around for a couple of years, and David Warner, who's been around for a few yeah. years, um, who are now established, um, probably going to be there for another ten.
2: Yeah, and I mean, in, in and Smith, he still looks like he's eighteen. <laughs> you know, he's fresh, I think out that's generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fresh out of the academy. Yeah, fresh out of the academy.
1: I saw somebody online who reckons he looks like Nick Rewalt and no, I don't get that at all no, no I mean besides being blonde he's got blonde hair <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it that's good enough oh his blonde's all the same I mean. <laughs> uh, we'll get an hour inside sooner or
2: later <laughs> alright guys and that concludes our first podcast on
1: uh, for the Australian Cricket Summer the, the first cricket um, that's yeah the podcast before Wicket
2: yeah and, and it's been a it's been a long time coming this one, obviously, with all the delays and that. We've had a lot of time to, to think about what's been going on and I mean, we, finally we, something's happened.
1: We didn't even get to talk about South Africa's opening batsman, De Kock. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. And, and I had so many jokes. They're all the same. Oh, yeah.
2: And I mean, those jokes will continue on for the whole <laughs> yeah, summer. I
1: can't wait till the World Cup starts again so we can get, get De Kock back yeah.
2: out. <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah, it's been fun. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Clicking Balls. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Yeah, you
1: check out the website. You get all the links there. Yep, leave a comment. Cheers, guys. All right, thanks. Bye.